I am actually going to make something that I've been thinking about for a while, which is an evening gown with pasties. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a Project Runway love cast. I am Ernest. I'm Patricia. And it's so wonderful to welcome back Patricia into the workroom. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for welcoming me. And um, it's so wonderful to be with you guys again after um, a pretty long break. <laughs> I, I put out a um, an update episode if you guys um, haven't listened to that yet, just kind of explaining. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we're going to talk about the Elegance episode, which is technically episode seven. And then we'll have Nalen back in the workroom with us to talk about episode six, um, the gaming edition. And, and um, the cheat sheet for that is already up on the Facebook page. But when I do release that episode, we'll have the cheat sheet together and it'll be sort of back in order. And it's hopefully it won't be too confusing. But um, um, again, just to kind of recap why there was a gap. So Nalen's really busy. I'm really busy. Actually, Patricia's also really busy. It's I'm really I'm not busy at all. I just hang out all day. It's like tweetedly and just like putting my thumbs, you know, just doing like crazy things with my fingers and just blah blah blah. No, it's it's there's there's something going on. It's in the air, just a lot of busyness. Um I, and I guess we can talk about that up um right at the the top of things. So for me, I'm getting ready for a show. So I have an exhibition opening on Sunday, May 5th at Spaceworks in Guanis. And so um, as many of you guys know, but just to, you know, just to reek or I would say review uh, what I do, I'm a visual artist. And so I've been in residency there. And this show is culminating the end of the residency. So I'll be there until the end of May in that particular location. But we always kind of end it with an exhibition and I'll be showing new works. Um, a link to that will be in the links page. And um, yeah, if you have any questions about that, let me know. But and also, especially if you're in the New York City area and would like to stop by, um, the reception will be from 2 to 5 p.m. And there will be like, you know, lots of people, it'll be drinks, seltzer for non-drinkers and you know all that stuff um and yeah and Patricia you've also been kind of unloaded under amount of work (laughs) yes I have but I want to congratulate you on that show I think that makes me very happy oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) so much um yeah I really appreciate that and um oh my gosh and I really appreciate you Patricia thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk about this craziness on this show. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so without further ado, um, let's just dive on into it. And um, okay. So we're at the beginning of uh, the title of this show, which is called elegance is the new black, mm. but we kind of start off with a recap and I just, I want to highlight it, especially since we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the gamer episode again, but um, we get a we we get a um, a review of last week's program where um, which was pretty awesome. Love that episode. But I don't know if you all noticed that they re-edited Rakan's superhero idea. Um, so Rakan 
um, sadly, was the designer who was let go last week um, and had this really adorable story, I thought, about this Princess Zenubia who was coming from, I don't know, old Syria and just saving her people. But on the recap, for some reason, they re-edited it it to sound as if Rakan was like, yeah, she's an alien from outer space and she's saving people. And it's like, I don't think that's what he said. But anyway, I just had to had to um, point that out. But also um, to recap or I'm saying recap a lot. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm saying recap all the time. But so we have our brackets where we um, we, we had a draft um, a few episodes ago where Patricia, Nalan, and I chose who we thought would make it to the top three. And so I just want to acknowledge that, Patricia, you lost Prakan. How are you feeling about that? I did lose Prakan. I hoped to see him in the top five. Um, that won't happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that he was in the bottom twice, so I think it was a fair choice for him to go. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was unfair that he went. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I could have seen a little bit more from him. I think that. I mean, well, I'm, I, I'm just going to say this now so I don't say it later. Like someone like mm-hmm. Jamal has also struggled um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel sad that I don't get to see Rakan have a breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, and we and we'll, and we'll get into um, Jamal because I I I I also I kind of identify with that. I I have a I tend towards dark horses where people I like people who weren't obviously the front runners, and I think it that went well for me for the lifetime bracket for our All Stars edition, where hmm. things just kind of you know the people that I wanted to do really well they had their kind of bursts of of amazingness and, and showing their full potential. Um, yeah. But sadly with Rakan, I don't think anything really lived up to the very first look that we saw on episode one, when they had the introduction runway. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so let's, let's get into this actual episode. So Rakan is gone. Sad, sad, sad. Um, and we start with the designers in their penthouse and they're lounging in their two-story home. And I think this is the first episode we realize that they're in a two-story penthouse. It's, it's super, super fancy. And they're congratulating each other for making it to the top 10. Um, we have Gar and Leela tag teaming on some eggs, which I thought was really unnecessary. Um, but, you know, kind of sweet, I guess. But also that's a very inefficient way to make eggs just saying it's fine but teamwork makes <laughs> the know. dream work <laughs> and um but and, and makes the eggs burn <laughs> and, <laughs> i know because like that's really time sensitive guys and you you it's, it's just better if you just kind of like get the timing on your own um but maybe because but, i thought is girl teaching leela how to make some eggs i hope not <laughs> don't need him teaching other people more things all right so but we do have a moment with Renee and Jamal where we do get to talk a little bit about um, his feelings um, about Rakan because he and Rakan are pretty close. And um, we also get to see more of the highlight reel of Rakan, which was everyone's favorite moment with Christian um, kind of going off on Rakan for eating instead of actually, you know, sewing some stuff. 
But um, but I want to point this out because Jamal opens up a little bit this episode, and this is the beginning of more opening and us more uh, and us learning a little bit more about Jamal. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, so, I, yeah, go ahead. I they keep coming back. You know, I feel like it's the the fourth time that I've seen a preview for that moment where Christ, uh, Christian comes in and is like, oh my god, you're eating! Why aren't you having more anxiety? <laughs> they love it. And I, I, I the, the first time I thought it, the first time I, I saw it, I eventually was sort of like, oh, right. You know, um, how do I say this? I'm trying to say this in the right way, but it's sort of like this, it feeds into the storyline of like, oh, some people work and some people are lazy. <laughs> and I think it came, it became so much about like the sort of the American chastising the foreigners for not working. <laughs> it was sort of, okay, it's perfectly fine to take a small break. Yeah. But, but, it's, but also like Jamal was also there and just, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, this is just drama. It's just drama with Christian. And then we see yeah. that it kind of just bites him in the ass um later yeah. on but um but i don't know but i for for jamal in particular it it seems to me like he might be on a route to burnout because he we get a little bit of a summary of his of his past year where he said he's shown two collections i think he's graduated and then he's on a project runway um yeah. it just seems like a lot and kind of it's- for me explains a little bit about like his state of mind a little bit yeah yeah um hester is our first double winner she's also on my bracket um she has immunity and is ready to fuck stuff up and i was like oh okay i'm excited but also a little scared so yeah, it's just like, okay, great. So you're going to use your immunity to, to to your advantage. And so let's just see how nutty Hester can get. Um, but yeah, but just as they're doing that, they get a knock on the door. And I think someone oh someone opens the door and there's like a low rent <laughs> butler with a fake English accent. Um, yeah, it's like Downton Abbey's here with a, with a letter for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a real wonderful shot of that exit sign right above his head. Like, it's just it was it was kind of weirdly <laughs> cheap. <laughs> I think his shirt was kind of ruffled, and I don't know it was just it was interesting because I'm like, oh okay, um, elegance. Oh right, yeah. Oh right, right. <laughs> um, so they get a golden crusted invite, um, with a you know a really fancy card that basically is an invitation to hang out with Carly and Brandon and it says they have one hour to dress to impress right yeah yeah so um what ensues is something that I think is you know I think you know if I hadn't been told that we were we would have to you know go to a black tie occasion or whatever you think dressing to impress is and you had to borrow some clothes from from some other people. Um, that to me is is kind of a nightmare. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like I don't really like wearing other people's clothes without. Yeah. I just don't like it. 
And I think we had Vinny trying on someone else's blazer. Oh. That was just a little too tight for him. But I think it, it might have been Sebastian's blazer. Or it could have been... Yeah, I think it was a Sebastian's blazer. But, you know, they kind of had to trade clothes because, you know, I think Vinny probably is, you know, a more casual packer and didn't have anything ready. Um, the most ready person was Hester. <laughs> like, surprise, oh, my God. Surprise. It looked like she was... From the Jetsons, you know, she was sort of <laughs> wearing this trend, iridescent gear that I thought was really cool. And, yeah. And totally sort of futuristic inspired. Yeah, it kind of um, looked to me like something you would wear on Laughing. Do you know that show? <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. It's this comedy show. I think it was around in the 60s and the 70s. But for some reason, I was like... She looks like she's on a 60s, late 60s, early yeah. 70s game show. Yeah. And then or she's a variety looking, show. Yeah. And then we get shots of Tessa who looks like she's wearing something that other people wear to sleep. <laughs> I know, I know. Did you catch that? It was sort of this plain, silky looking thing that looks like a very expensive nightgown somewhere. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds like par for the course for her minimalist aesthetic. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to basically just take this thing that looks just like it's the color of my skin and drape that on. Very simple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really didn't notice what she was wearing, but I think that's sort of the point. Mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So they um, finally drive on over to Brandon's studio and in a way, it's it's super dramatic because there's this full blown photo shoot going on. We have Carly Kloss wearing um, a Brandon Maxwell um, dress that I think it might I think it's a, it's a dress, not a two piece, but it's like a white off the shoulder top with a pencil black skirt and all this other stuff. And it's just like going on. There's there's you know people around who are I guess assistants in the background. And uh, what I love is that. I think Vinny actually thought that they were interrupting something real <laughs> because he is in his talking head goes like, we are interrupting a photo oh. shoot by Brennan and Carly. And I'm just like, yeah, keep, keep going, Vinny. What else? He's like, yeah, you know, they had no idea that we were coming, you know, the cameras aren't for our production. It's for their production. And, you know, we're rude as hell. I'm like, okay. All right. It's it's all a prop. It, this is this is all a part of the show, Vinny. You're still on the show because I don't know. I'm like, I'm not wondering for for this. I'm just like, Vinny, do, do you know where you are? They, they totally expected <laughs> that you were going to be there. Um, <laughs> they planned for you. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Like all of this is for you. It's set up for the challenge. Um, it seems like the only person who really we hear from who really understands this is Tessa because everyone else is like, oh, my God, this is so cool. This is amazing. We're here. And Tessa's face is just like, OK, so when is this over? When are we going to get the challenge? What is the budget? Um, can we get this over with? This is a long road to hell. What's happening? Um, yeah. So <laughs> and so we have have them, you know, in the studio and Brandon goes, he's he he goes over and he and Carly are having their own little, you know, um, solo or duo photo shoot. And he goes, come on guys, want to join us? And so <laughs> I thought, okay, cause full disclosure. So I actually know Brandon and 
um, what I loved about this is that I haven't haven't been to this studio of his yet, but um, the person who was taking their photograph is named Jesse, and Jesse is his partner, and so um, okay. and but also the his creative director. And so what I thought was really funny is that you know Jesse is photographing, and they're just like, oh yeah, come on and join us, and and how comfortable Brandon was with all the designers, and how uncomfortable Jesse was, where he just goes, mm, yeah. Okay, so we're all going to take a group. Sure, this is normal cameras. Yes, designers, TV. Oh, my God, TV. Oh, my God, TV. So, yeah, um, for me personally, I, I just got a kick out of watching Jesse kind of just like, what? what? I'm, I'm in front of the camera. This is not what I, what I do. Um, yeah, anyway. So I just want to say a few things. Yeah. Um, about this scene and also in response to what you're saying or um i have liked brandon on the show but this episode made me like him like so much more 50 times more um Say that's more. One. yeah just I, I really liked how he handled certain things which we'll get into as the show progresses mm -hmm. but also um this photo shoot i was sort of like oh now, so I don't know Brandon. I didn't know that it was Brandon's partner. I didn't know you were friends. But I thought, Brandon is so comfortable. Uh, I, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing that, that side of Brandon as opposed to being kind of the um, critical thinking cap, mm -hmm. kind of mentor level advice to people in front of him, you know. So, so that was one thing that I thought during the scene. The other thing was, where's Yolanda Hadid? <laughs> <laughs> What's doing right now? <laughs> because I have nothing against Carly. You know, I don't, I don't, I actually don't know. I've never seen Carly walk down a runway. And, you know, I don't know what Carly's style is, whatever. She's just somebody who I have seen in still life photographs mm -hmm. or ads here and there, but I don't really know anything about her. But at this scene, I, uh, during this scene, I thought, oh my God, like, Yolanda Hadid on this show would be killer. And man, it's so interesting because actually Yolanda wearing that outfit kind of makes, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. So say more, say more. No, I think that's it. It's just watching Carly model made me, I don't know why, maybe because they were both blonde. I, I thought about Yolanda, but Yolanda, I remember Yolanda, uh, when I was much younger, because she was everywhere when her surname was Hendrickson. She was a big deal. She was a, a big supermodel. Mm -hmm. And she was always this kind of, um, you know, like a Northern European master race athletics kind of icon. You know, she was <laughs> sort of fit into that mold really well. She wore swimsuits a lot. She wore a lot of off-the-shoulder things that showed off her physique. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some reason, I just thought about Yolanda during this scene, and I'm not trying to diss Carly. I'm not trying to say she's not a, a good model because I'm sure she is. I don't think she's a fool. Um, <laughs> it's not any any fool that can produce this show, yeah, right? Yeah. But it it made me think like, what if we had someone even older than Heidi? Hmm. You know, it's just a thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah, it's also really interesting because I kind of I also think about older women when I think about Brandon's clothes because. Well, it's also probably, you know, because he's talking about his, his mother and his grandmother a lot. But um, there was also something about this outfit that that seemed a little too mature for Carly. 
Um, and almost like she was kind of trying too hard because she was barefoot the whole time. And the whole time I was like, why are you barefoot? Where are your shoes? What's going on? Are you trying to be too tall? Like, what's going on? Like, why? Put on some shoes. <laughs> and so, but it was like, oh, look, I'm playful. Like, I'm in this really, like, elegant dress, this elegant outfit, but I'm still a little, you know, I'm still a little young. I'm still a little flirty. I'm, like, not wearing shoes and no socks. I don't know. Right. So, Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? Like, look at me. It's just kind of quirky. It's weird, right? All I need is, like, a leather jacket. And it's like, okay. And then start pouting. <laughs> <laughs> Put my hair to the front. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this whole thing to me, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a really interesting idea, especially since with Heidi, what I do miss is just kind of like a bit of, I don't know. It's the same thing with Christian. Cause I think Christian sort of everyone here is sort of growing into their roles Every, I mean, I feel like beside like Nina and Elaine, they're all um, sort of just kind of finding their way. And I mean, including like Brandon and, and, and Carly, where they're, they, I feel like they have a rapport and I think their rapport is really interesting to watch. But, um, and I, I think Carly is getting a little bit better at saying interesting things. We'll say more about that later, but just wanted yeah. to, to point that out. So, um, and, and also, so let's let yeah anyway so let's let's get back to the actual so they're done with the photo shoot and um they they get to actually pop some bottles and um it's challenge time so it's all about elegance for this episode and what they're supposed to do is um essentially um create a look that is elegant and Brandon uh, thankfully explains what, what they mean by that. And um, he goes like, yeah, elegance is not like a super formal ball gown, but it's more like an approach to your process, which is restraint. And they, they then he calls out poor Vinny um, because uh, Vinny got yelled at for giving us Asia last week aka the super messiah aka the lead soloist of the gospel choir brian temple amy church aka this the devil's not a lie i don't know it it just it was just it was really terrible what he did with her in feathers and we will talk about that more um anyway so so he calls out Vinny, and then it's like but wait there's more um what is elegance um elegance you can't have elegance if you don't have like the perfect bag. So then Carly rolls away the wardrobe that's just been hiding these two tables. And it's a table of Brandon Maxwell acrylic purses filled with shiny, colorful and kind of esoteric things. So it's, it's a, it also kind of is a reveal of like, guys, you remember this box from episode one, the not your mama's velvet button bag. Remember? (laughs) This is actually the same bags. The whole time we've been using the button bag as a Brandon Maxwell acrylic bag. Remember guys? And so <laughs> So yeah, anyway. There's a lot of emphasis on these purses. And um I think I did mention on that episode that I was pretty sure that was uh, a purse from Brandon's recent 
runway because as you will see they they kind of do a a, cl- a quick clip to his runway where he put rosé bottles in those purses and I remember people just lost their shit over that um so anyway so each of the designers have to choose one of these bags and what's in the bag has to complement whatever they make and then once they get a bag then they get to choose their model um I would like to point out that Hester didn't go, get to go first even though she won mm-hmm I don't think yeah, Hester they, got an advantage yeah. over being immune. I mean, she's immune, so that's her main advantage, but also, you know. And that was a big advantage for her this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, um, so, yeah, so they just... Going, yes. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, just go saying, ahead. like, they just get, get to pick the buttons out of the bag, and they get to go and pick whatever they want. Um, but there are things like headphones, or, or I would say what would you call those um gem encrusted headphones or yeah 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 rhinestone i believe rhinestones yeah and like statue a little statue um an orchid feathers yeah peacock feathers feathers. there's like this beautiful perfume bottle that jamal gets um cyan hand for some reason yeah Um, bishmi got a turquoise looking hand lemons and limes for your Super awesome uh, bracket member. I would have chosen that one too. <laughs> you know what? I agree. That would have been my pick. I really, I always have limes in my house. I love limes. Um, and also just Renee is so adorable. I think I wrote Renee is adorable so many times in my notes because she goes, she goes, I just like the colors. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, they're great colors, Renee. I hope you use those colors. Um, no more gray. And so then, and Vinny got the rosé bag and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I like wine. Brandon, look, look, Brandon, I got the one with the wine in it. It looks like the one that you use for your runway show. Brandon, look, look. And Brandon goes, oh yeah, I like wine too. He's like, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, Brandon and I like wine. I'm like, I have, Vinny is such a kiss ass. <laughs> um, I don't know if Vinny is actually a kiss ass, but I feel like, this is a clue that perhaps that he is anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, but we get down to our final two, Garo and Tessa. Yes. And this is a moment where I think Brandon's trying to lighten up the mood because I, I can only imagine what Tessa's face looked like the whole time. And he, you know, I think trying to be like, you know, kind of lighthearted and funny goes, oh, my God, Tessa, are you just like losing your mind right now? And she goes, yeah, only the plus size models are left. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. And I love how Brandon handles that. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh he basically I call it like a Nadine PSA or something. Just. <laughs> Because it was the same thing he had to say to Nadine on the runway a couple of episodes ago with with Kate. And we, we now know her name. Poor Kate. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, you have to watch how you talk about women in general and how you talk about the women who are definitely going to come to you and pay you money to make them clothes. And they're probably going to be larger than a size six. And so... You know, Brandon's just kind of like, you have to, again, <laughs> make them feel good about themselves. Just don't say shitty things and just just think first. And I don't know. Yeah. It was, yeah. Or, or 
rather don't view women's bodies as an obstacle when you're a uh, clothing designer, yeah. right? That was yeah. so disturbing. And then even in, in the sort of cutaway segment where Tessa attempts to explain after the fact, mm-hmm. Tessa says something even more disturbing, which is it's so challenging. I'm paraphrasing. Um, it's so challenging to dress for curvier women here's what I found disturbing because you have to have support for the breasts (laughs) and I'm thinking oh what an obstacle I know and that's not and that's not even here's the thing that also bothers me that's not even factually true no plenty of women spend so much money looking like they are half my size with breasts bigger than my head yeah so guess what (laughs) you're gonna have to support those breasts too and those women aren't that curvy I know and it's like (laughs) it's sort of like Anyway, it was just so disturbing. Yeah, and and it's that's not yeah. It's a really strange way of thinking about women's bodies because even this idea of just like yeah, you have to have something that like shows off their curves, and it's also like not all plus size women are curvy, quote unquote. You know, like some of them are straight up and down. Every I mean, all shapes and sizes. Some of them are flat. Some of them have breasts. Yeah, you're, you're totally right because it's just like you just have to know how to make clothes. That's that's all. And also, who says that if you have a busty model that she can't that you can't make something that requires her to wear a bra? Yeah. You know, there are bras. I don't know. It's just. I Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 very obvious that she had no idea that she kind of stepped in it until the very end because she kept I mean, she was just like, yeah, I guess I'll take Asia um, because no one wants to work with Kate anymore. Um, and, and Garl ends up with Kate, uh, cause he's, he's last <laughs> and chooses a silver mirror and brush with cream accents <laughs> and, um, and poor Kate. Like, I, th- I think there was like a, a montage of all of the outfits that she's been in and it's just like Garl to the rescue. He's like, I'm going to give her the best runway she's ever she's had. Ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Me, girl. Right. right. Oh my god. Um, I'm softening up to Garo. I'm still gonna talk shit about him because it's fun. But I, I don't think of him as being as horrible a human being as I thought. So. <laughs> I don't think he's a horrible human being. He just annoys me. Yeah. Um. He's sort of like. It's just that straight guy thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I have to say, I liked, Gar- I found Garrow much more tolerable in this episode yeah. than ever. Same. Um, okay, so, but one more thing. We're not done yet. This okay. is a flash sale. Oh, right. So right. this is this, this is the episode where the fan favorite and the winner of the challenge will be sold on bravotv.com through 19th Amendment. So, um, I think because it's a flash sale, they get two days and because it's elegance, they get 400 freaking dollars. Um, everyone freaks out um, because it's the largest that they've ever gotten in terms of, of a budget. And I kind of, I think it's interesting how Brandon offers that, you know, like elegance doesn't equal money, but the thing is, like, this is the largest budget that they've ever had. And I think they're kind of equating elegance with money. So, 
by default, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before they go, Brandon takes another jab at Tessa because she she got the the acrylic purse that has a bunch of hundred dollar bills in it, and right. he goes, um, "Don't worry, Tessa. The money in your purse is fake, so you don't get an advantage, girl." And <laughs> for some reason, that sets Tessa off. She goes like, "Oh shit." Um, I think I should not have complained about having a Kirby model. I'm like, do you remember Nadine? Do you remember? I know. Ugh. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Um, right. So anything to say before we go off to mood? No. no. Okay. All right. So we're off to mood and we get a little, you know, a little lecture by Christian and um, Christian makes it very plain. He goes, this needs to look expensive. It needs to feel expensive. And it needs to sit well on the body. They're giving y'all $400 and it needs to look as such. And so you get 30 minutes to shop with $400. And so just like, okay, so it's about being expensive. All right, we get it. Um, but he's, basically he's just telling him like, listen, your fabrics make or break your outfit. Like every yeah. week. I tell you this every freaking week. You need to yeah. pay attention to your fabric choices. Um, yeah, like as you wave goodbye to Rakan, consider <laughs> your fabric choices. <laughs> Please don't go near the Lycra. Please don't go anywhere near stretch fabrics. If you don't know how to work with stretch fabrics, you have $400. Or old lady prints. Get away from them. Please. You have so much money to choose. You have so much money. And also I have to say, in at Mood, the expensive fabrics are so amazing. They're just mm-hmm. so luxurious and so amazing. So great. So yeah, if you have four hundred dollars, you can go to town in Mood. Um wow. yeah. yeah. Man. Anyway. Um all right. So I mean any standouts for you during this mood time? Not really. No. I mean, the it's only th- yeah. Born, no. No. Sorry, go ahead. I I completely cut you off. No, no, no. Um, I have to say, I was already worried for Hester with those Easter green colors. Very, you know. Oh yeah, because she's she chose to to match her peacock feathers, but she had a yellow in there, right? I only remember Renee picking a yellow. I don't remember. Well, either way, I just remember being like, oh, oh, Hester. Hester, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know she had some type of complementary color, but it was almost like she was choosing the colors, but but going lighter. So she, we see her <laughs> with that taffeta, that light taffeta green with some yellows and some blues. And she's staring way clear of the peacock feathers. Um because she thinks I and I yeah I, I think rightfully so that the the judges are still traumatized by that monstrosity that Vinny put down the runway with those feathers coming out of her her wrists or whatever he was trying to do um you know um yeah and I mean I the only thing that stood out to me was what Bishmi was wearing because they're still in their good clothes what what I call their good clothes so they're still yeah. dressed to the nine and Bishmi kind of is, he looks kind of like Bernie Mac or depending on the movie, Samuel L. Jackson or 
one of the guys from Boys to Men. Like he just looks. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love this outfit. I, I love it. But he's, um, but for him, he's making a blouse. And then he, he declares that he's also making a high low skirt. And, um, listeners know that I have, I have a bit of a pet peeve around a few things like jumpsuits, peplum, and then now it's high low skirts. I just think mm-hmm. it's 2019. And I'm, I'm a little worried about the continuing trend of high-low skirts on the show. Mm, and especially in an episode where it starts out where with Carly wearing one. Or actually, oh, no, no, she wasn't wearing one, but no, the what... dress that she had for, that was by Brendan Maxwell, sort of mimicked that style. It was like a high... Was it? Oh, no. Yes, yes it was. Unless really? Really? Because yeah. I thought it was just like a like like a like a a tapered pencil skirt. Oh no, was I wrong? No, I think it was a tapered pencil skirt. But oh, so like I thought it was a skirt, but then I I just doubted myself just now. I thought it was a skirt. Yeah. But wait, is a high low skirt different than just a high waisted skirt? Yeah. Low, I, yeah, a high low is um describes the hemline. So the hem yeah. usually with high low starts off high in the front and then it kind of goes uh, all the uh, way down to the back my apologies. and it's lower in the back I a, yeah i didn't understand okay my apologies so I, I yes so that's what bish me means when he's like i'm gonna do a high low skirt but i feel like high low skirts was a really big deal in, in the late aughts late 2000s and then it's mm-hmm. sort of just been i don't know it doesn't seem really elegant to me at all um this idea of elegance. So I, I was excited for his print. I was like, I hope he makes a killer dress with that, like a single, uh, like yeah. a, um, you know, I was really excited for his print and for what he could do. But then it just, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't think Bishmi is a, the type of person who would readily think to make one piece actually, you know, now thinking of all the things that he's made I'm like, Hmm, would he have just made a dress? Probably not. But should he just make a dress? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Um, so everyone checks out. You know, they're, uh, I think people are, we don't have a budget scare. No one is over. We don't have yeah. Vinny who, you know, didn't pull out his accounting skills and, and bought way too expensive fabrics. And I think we're done. We just have to go back to the workroom. Um. Yeah, so we're back in the workroom. <laughs> and I love how we start off with everyone kind of coming in and it, this is really amazing tracking shot. So just just had to say that um the steady cams. I'm just loving the steady cams on this show. But we start off with Vinny who really is I think repeating in his head like restraint, restraint, restraint. Brandon <laughs> called you out. You need to stop. Put this back. But on his table, I think he'd already chosen some accessories from the accessory wall, like yesterday or something. And so he has these shoes, like one with like maybe teeny tiny bows on the back. And then he has another one with like these huge ass bows. And then, you know, like these, this like weird bottom to it. And he takes the most demure heels back. And I'm like, maybe you should take the other heels. Restraint, restraint, restraint. Maybe you should, you know, whatever, it's fine. 
Um, but he's not going, he's not restraining on color, which I really love. So he's got some hot pink or magenta deal going on with some reds. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so this is day one, I'll, I'll say. And, you know, we get to see a little bit from Leela, Jamal, and we get to hear a little bit about what everyone is doing. Um, I, I just want to point out that a lot of people are doing kimonos. There's a whole new section of the show called kimono time. I know. I know. I don't know how you felt about that. I was very bored by it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause we have Sebastian who wants to do this really interesting thing, like make a really expensive looking t-shirt with petals, petal shaped sleeve. Cause he has the orchid. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to make these really delicate petals on petals and petals. And I'm going to put a kimono on top of it. And then we have Sonia, who's like, I'm going to make a very meticulously draped dress. And I'm going to put a kimono on top of it. I'm just like, what is up with people covering up their works with kimonos? Like, For my Japanese DJ. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about that? So we, we get people's personas. And yeah, so Sonia is choosing to make her lady into a DJ or something. Um, yeah. And then we have Sebastian who's like, like I said, he's choose he chose orchids and we get a little bit more about him and his background. Um, but he chose orchids because orchids, um, there are certain types of orchids that are, that are native to Colombia and they made him a little homesick. He really misses Colombia. Um, he opened a store there. It didn't work out, but he's here. And then he's on Project Runway and blah, 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 blah. He's making kimonos. Um, and then Sonia, who's trying to create for a modern young DJ who is quiet, sophisticated, yet powerful. Um, I kind of thought this was a problem. I thought so, too. What like so what what did you have issues with? Well, I thought, um, yeah, maybe if a DJ is a, a any DJ is going to be um, going to the Met Gala, you know, and be sitting next to Rihanna, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to wear something that formal. Or maybe, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, it's not so much. Okay, so for a challenge about elegance... There, there are elegant forms of streetwear. There are elegant forms of all kinds of things, right? In their own kind of microcosms of style. And, and this, when, when they mentioned elegance in, in this show, they specifically mean a very stereotypical form of elegance that somebody goes into Macy's and says, I want elegance, and you get directed to that aisle. Mm-hmm. So, or any other department store doesn't matter so i think for this particular challenge which should be sonia's forte because she does evening wear right right isn't that what from what i remember um yeah she's like a bespoke couturier that's yeah that's that's her yeah that's her title i was wondering why are you going to japan with this inspiration like why is that necessary i just didn't I know, because I, 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 it's kind of obvious that, I mean, and also she went first. She chose those headphones. I know. So, Very surprising. 
Yeah, I mean, I I kind of and it's it's like great. You choose the headphones. Um, do you like? Does cool to you automatically mean going to Japan? And also, does cool? I mean, do these headphones? Do they automatically have to? Um, be someone who's. I don't know. If, I, I'm thinking about the person who's actually working the party. <laughs> not necessarily the person who would show up wearing something that is trying to be elegant. I mean, you can be functional and elegant in a way, but thinking of, I guess the person doesn't even have to wear these headphones, but just kind of like you could kind of work it out to be a little bit more creative, but also a little bit less fantastic with this person just having to be in Japan. I think she just wanted to make a kimono. Well, I think she felt pressure to do some... I think there was a little segment in which Sonia stated, oh, I've been playing it too safe. I want to do something more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this was Sonia's wild object, right? Oh, I can pick anything I want. I want to pick something that will make me do something that will put me more center stage. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it worked out. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, because sometimes that does work out with, you know, people who are just like, I'm tired of being safe. So let me do something. And it's, it's, you know, as always, it's, it's a risk. Um, so we also have a bit of an issue with Bishmi, who um, is still looking like Wanye Morris with a hat on and he's got two fabrics and is just utterly, utterly confused. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested in how he sort of works himself into a frenzy as we <laughs> move into this episode. Um, because everyone else is sort of just like draping and figuring their stuff out. But he's he's sort of just messed himself up just by choosing two prints which is strange to me because I'm like, you chose two prints. It's not like you chose eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when you put it like that, Ernest. I'm just saying <laughs> this is not, what do you call it? It's not, it's not like the, the problem of choice. It's not like you gave yourself too many choices. You chose right. two pieces of two prints. Like just choose one or choose both. I don't know. You can put them both together and that's fine. But why is it that, choosing one over the other why is a dilemma just dragging you down it's 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 just interesting to me just a question right um pressure of the moment yeah um but we anything to say before we get to the end of day one or yeah anything else no no um yeah because so we end day one and they're still in their good clothes when they head back to the penthouse, which I just think kind of sucks. It's like working in stockings all day. It's just, ugh. Um, but we, we, we get some moments with upstairs and downstairs and their, you know, their two story penthouse. And I thought then for, I thought the conversation between Jamal, Garo and Sonia was really interesting where um, it's kind of like, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? 
No, I also liked it. And it made me like Garrow a little more. I was like, oh, God, finally, he's just <laughs> being real and not just kind of enjoying being so in love with himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I really like Jamal at that moment, too, because he said something like, um, I'm still doing my art. Yeah. And that's thing to say, and I think Nayland is the one who brought this to my attention mm-hmm. when Nayland said something in the episode we had together where um, Nayland mentioned that Jamal is looking at oh, oh, oh I forgot the painter's name right now mm. oh, um, Kahende Wiley uh, thank you <laughs> um, and Nayland said, oh, he's looking at Kahende Wiley, he's an art kid, right? Yeah, yeah. now we have Jamal saying oh wow, you two run businesses and I'm still doing my art like I'm still in this formation stage of my practice as Jamal used throughout the episode <laughs> and I thought that was really honest and wonderful and for lack of a better word, cozy, but I don't. I mean that in a really wonderful way. Okay. Um, it was sort of good to see people talking about that kind of business. For me, it was because that's not a business that I know mm-hmm. as a business. I'm just sort of a, a consumer at, at best. I'm a consumer, mm-hmm. if even that. Um, so I, I like that moment too. Yeah, and I think I like how both of them affirmed him and how they're like listen you're young this is the time to play and this is how I got into where you see me now I mean the reason why I'm selling stuff is because I mean for Sonia she said it was completely by accident because she made someone a dress and then someone Mm -hmm. else was like can you make me a dress and just kind of snowballed and the same thing for Garo because we've gotten his backstory ad infinitum and so but it's just like (laughs) this is the whole thing about you know, not everyone is on the show for 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 the same reasons, and mm-hmm. everyone's coming from different points of their career. And it's like, what are you using the show for? What is your time here all about? And I thought it was interesting there, where Jamal, at a like during this conversation, I was just like, why are you even on Project Runway? Why would you think of this as a place for 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 you at a time where you are just making your art? And you know that there is this commercial element to um, to the show. But at the same time, it's like, is this perspective um, valid? And I, and I think it is. I, I think it's totally, totally fine to have the perspective that he has. But also, um, it's kind of something that happens when you are, I, it, it's things that I've done where I was, you know, went 22, 23 and did things that I had no idea. I had a totally different idea of what it was going to be like. Um, kind of lucked into an experience that changed me somehow and also gave me um, some insight that helped. Maybe it, I wasn't completely ready for it or I didn't have a you know a profound understanding about what I was getting myself into. But, you know, it's a challenge. And so I think Jamal, at least, is someone who is up for a challenge. He's a workaholic, yeah. you know? And so um, he's also probably a good student. And it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you graduated from from fashion school and then you do Project Runway, you know, something like that, where I can tell I can see him as being the type of kid to be like, yeah, this is just the next thing. And he's so good that he gets in. But then he's there yeah. and he's like, oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, because he's sort of in addition to being a workaholic, I think he's also a thinkaholic. Mm-hmm. But and sometimes and I, uh, maybe I'm 
projecting some of my own thankaholicness onto this whole um, <laughs> analysis. But I think that Jamal, like as you have expressed, has gone from thing to thing to thing to thing. Mm-hmm. School, Fashion Week, Project Runway hasn't really had a chance to catch up with their own breath, mm-hmm. right? So he also has not had a chance to really sit and look with perspective about where he wants to go. And for me, that moment with Sonia and Garo was a moment where he made himself more vulnerable to different places in his thinking. And, and that particular moment um, or that whole scene is what makes Project Runway um, regular so much more exciting than mm-hmm. All Stars. Yeah. Because you you get this kind of confluence. I think that's the term used for rivers when waters come together. You know, confluence of experience mm-hmm. that kind of are really dynamic when they inform each other in complementary ways or in ways that are productively challenging, you know. So I, I really like that scene. Yeah. For those reasons. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so we have this wonderful heart-to-heart that kind of humanizes Sonia and somehow Garo as well. <laughs> and then we get to day two. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we still have an issue with Tessa. <laughs> She's, she goes, I'm so worried that if I put something oversized on Asia, the judges are going to say, I didn't compliment her body. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, just shut up. Just shut up. Just do whatever. And it's again, pulling another Nadine. If y'all, you know, remember, you just, you know, think back three episodes when she got her ass eliminated um, by blaming Kate, because she's like her body prevented me from doing what I really wanted to do, which is all this other stuff. I could have done this. I could have done that, but her body, her body. I'm just like, listen, there isn't one way to dress a plus size model. And I mean, I'm more disturbed by the fact that Tessa is always inspired by her parents. That's the thing that really gets on minors. But she's like, listen, my mom wears these really elegant, oversized smocky things and that's what I really wanted to make next to honor my mother but I have Asia and so I'm just like sure keep keep making your like oversized smocky things and it doesn't really matter you know whatever I just like what is up with your parents what is up with you and your obsession with being a Miller's daughter and your mom the ceramicist it's weird anyway yeah I think she's just still at that stage Yes. Like of, of even, and maybe this is interesting to compare in relation to Jamal, where Jamal has a pretty solid strength, uh, solid sense of self. I don't think Tessa has a solid sense of self. Yeah. Um, I think she has a solid sense of like certain situations. Cause she, she comes off very controlling to me and comes off very um, kind of neurotic in, in a certain type of way. And also just like a complete blind side to how she's talking about her model in abstentia. Mm. So we have like Garo who can hear her 
And it's just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like in my studio, we build things for all sizes. Just build for her body. And it's like, yeah, no, it's so, it's kind of simple like that. It, that makes sense. Daryl was right. Just build for her body. I think that was true. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, so Leela opens up and asks Garo, like, Garo, how are you doing? And what I love is that Garo <laughs> begins like an interpretive mime dance around his own body and describing what he's going to make for Kate. And he's just like, so yes. So I'm going to wrap her around with this like weaving thing in the front. And then I'm going to expose the front of the course. And he's moving his hands around this really like Martha Graham-ish like modern dance kind of way. And he's just like, yes. And then the thing is, is Kate just needs me to build a corset for her. I'm just going to build a corset. I'm going to make corsets, corset, corset, corset. It's like so many corsets. Cause if you didn't know, Garo is known for his corsets. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> so now it's Christian time. Mm. No one's ready apparently. And I think it kind of hurts Christian's feelings because everyone's like, no, we're not ready for you. Why are you here? And he's just like, guys, it's day two. (laughs) This happens all the time. It's my cue. Um, (laughs) It's a show. (laughs) (laughs) And also I have to say that I kind of love this like teasing back and forth (laughs) because Christian's so slight and he's just kind of like, he's kind of natty, like G-N-A-T, like a little gnat. Um, <laughs> you know, oh. he's very authoritative. I would say that. He, and he, you know, he has his own. But also he's kind of like the the annoying middle brother. I don't have, bro- I, I have a brother-in-law, but I don't have like brothers. I don't have a middle relationship with any siblings. But I would say like, he's probably like the middle kid or maybe the, the youngest. And it's like, oh, great, Christian's here. And everyone's like the older siblings who are just like, you know, we got to deal with him because he's in charge, I guess. Anyway, so. <laughs> so we so we get to Sonia first. Um, did you have any thoughts on, on this interaction on, on no. how things went with Christian here? No, no. Um, but you didn't freak out or or didn't have been pause when her kimono turned into a one sided kimono. I didn't even understand what a one-sided kimono. Don't know what it means either. Half a kimono? It's like you you only have time to do half of it. Yeah, Isn't I don't harder? Really I don't know. Cuz what's going to keep it up? Like how anyway. I mean, the sketch reminded me of something Layla did two or three weeks ago. Yeah. The green thing. So I was sort of like, "Oh my god, like we've seen this silhouette before. So why is she doing it?" so many kimonos not, not that she can't do it but for the purposes of this competition where they are judged so strictly um why would she do it for this competition yeah, yeah exactly um we then have a moment with hester and christian oh. i think hester reminds christian that she has immunity um, <laughs> right she, she's like i'm using my immunity in a very specific way pasties I want to make oh. Pacey's elegant. <laughs> like, oh, 
she's obsessed, using her words, she is obsessed with the idea of making pasties elegant. I'm like, of all the obsessions to have, really, this is it? I know. I mean, and I love how, again, Hester has all these crazy things just in the back of her mind. She has a notebook somewhere back in New Mexico that she wasn't allowed to bring on because of house rules. Um, But she has a notebook filled with insane ideas that, you know, Condé Nast or, uh, I don't know, corp like corp the corporate design world wouldn't let her do. And she is just letting her freak flag fly. With oh, these yeah. Pasties. Because, you, you know, I bet she's feeling the loss of not being able to bring her notebook on the plane <laughs> because it had too much metal, too much glitter. It wouldn't go through the security. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just like, we would have disqualified you if the book, if the notebook got here, but it definitely wouldn't have made it through security. So who cares? It's fine. Right. But she's still thinking about it. She's still thinking about that sketch she made of, of pasties, elegant pasties. She's just been making like little small circles around like larger circles for days. She's like, boobs, <laughs> nipples, pasties on top, pasties. And she's having dreams of pasties. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> but Christian is like, hey, so you know this is a flash sale challenge, right? Don't you want to win? <laughs> yeah. And Hester's like, no, did you just hear what I said? I'm obsessed with pasties. No one's going to make these pasties. And I know it. I have immunity. I don't care. I am exactly. doing something very specific. Like. Oh my god. I just I just love their energy together, but also just the ridiculousness of of everything. <laughs> Cuz it's the thing. So, um so so Tessa is kind of stalking nearby and lurking in the background and and Christian's just not having it. Um she's staring him down from the back of his head and he kind of is just like feeling her eyes on his neck. And he's like, "Um, excuse you?" why are you lurking? And she goes, I'm just listening. And he's like, um, you need to go and work over there and let me finish. And so it's because like there's this, and I wrote it down. So there's this thing where he goes off to kind of scold Tessa, but then Hester has like, I guess the, the muslin for her pasties in her hands. And she's just like turning them and twirling her in her, in her fingers. She's like, Oh my God, I love these. Look at these pasties. I spent two hours making these. And then I have like 5,000 more. I want to get them perfect. I love the pasties. And it's almost like she's like, go talk to Tessa so I can have my alone time with my pasties. Right. Right. Let me treasure it. Cherish this moment a little bit more. She's in pure pasty bliss. It was so great. Um, but I also have to say that Tessa is such a fucking terror. Sorry, like, just being strong about that. Because honestly, like, have some respect, ma'am. You know, let everyone else get their time with Christian and then go and just do your work and wait for him to come to you. It was weird. Just have to say. I thought it was just very rude. Just yeah, so rude. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> but I love that he was like, okay, now back to Hester. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we have that 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 time with them and i and i feel like hester really needs time with christian to not sort of just go off because i think these interactions have been so have been more and more helpful 
But unfortunately, I think she's a lost cause this week because she has immunity. Yeah, and I think because she has for the past, oh no, she didn't win two weeks in a row, but I think she's been safe. Yeah, yeah. For winning, which is great. I'm happy for her. But I think she hasn't had critical feedback, so she's getting lost in her head again. She's kind of like, yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> so. Um,. So yeah, so we so it's it's Tessa's turn, um, and and to remind everyone, she has a purse filled with money, and um, she's making um, a sack. I don't know how this is supposed to go with the money, um, unless her mom's cloak that she wears that she's inspired by costs like I don't know two thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but did you have anything to say about this interaction? Well, I was just sort of, you know, Christian had already said to the whole group that elegance is about more than money, right? Mm -hmm. And then Tessa, with her bag of money, said, oh, money is elegance or something like that. She made some comment that I, I sort of said, thought to myself, did you understand what Christian said hmm. <laughs> earlier? You know, in, in the intro to the whole challenge. Yeah. And, or um, what Brandon said. Because actually Christian said the, the exact opposite to what Brandon said. Because oh. <laughs> Brandon was like, yeah, elegance doesn't necessarily mean money. And then Christian's like, uh, you need to make expensive things. Right. But I think for some reason I still... S I receive those two statements as being compatible because... Um, what I think Brendan was trying to say is that you don't have to be wealthy to be elegant yeah. and what Christian was trying to say was that to be elegant things have to have a certain um, kind of oh. level of production yeah. that has to look expensive yeah. and if it's not it just has to look expensive so I received those two statements as kind of co uh, complementing each other and yeah. into this super classist definition of elegance everybody's using, including me right now to describe the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, cause I, cause I think I, I know you use like the word like refined and, you know, it has to be well-made. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think with, you know, if I, cause I, what I just wrote down for Tessa is that she's just making this kind of smock thing. And she, Oh, I don't ever really like the types of fabrics that she uses. I mean, I like the fabric she chose for last the last challenge, but um, but it's almost as if she doesn't really have anything together because she's she's I, I think waiting for permission to do what she wants, which is make a cloaky muumu piece. She wants to make a muumu, and I think you know make a smock coat. That's fine, um, mm -hmm. but also the excuse to she's like I like I like making loose things I always make loose things I'm just like that's a lie because last week as we'll talk about on our yeah. next episode you made yeah. some overalls with a tapered waist yes so yeah. that is not true what are it's you talking very about fitted. very very fitted yeah. overalls um come on anyway so that's yeah I think for her just so far she just doesn't have anything she just has like these weird sleeves draped on her mannequin and you know yeah. But there was something that I liked here in this exchange with Christian. I think it was here. 
now I'm doubting myself if it if it happened later, but I think it was when she was when Tessa was throwing the I call it the blob, the sort of like big smock coat um, on the 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 frame. Mm-hmm. Um, Tessa said something like, "Not everybody wants to show off their curves," and I thought, "Thank you, that is true." Just because a, a person has a body that other people might want to value looking at doesn't mean they want to be looked at. So I also kind of appreciated the fact that, yes, sometimes we want something to be fitted, sometimes we don't. Right. Um, So that aspect, although I'm not a fan of Tessa, um, she often says uh, and expresses very, very disturbing points of view. But in that with that statement, I, I thought, okay, this is actually a contribution to the conversation that they're having. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish that, and I, and I, I don't, I, I don't remember her actually saying that to a person. I think she was saying it out loud or talking in one of the, the cutaways, but um, it's kind of like the, 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 the same thing with Nadine. It's like, these are the things that this is what you believe. This is what you want to do. But th- there's for Tessa in particular, there's this obsession talking about obsess. There's this obsession with her, first of all, her parents. And then <laughs> there's an obsession with the judges are going to say this. And it's like, you have no idea if the judges are going to say that. And then she also is like, they're going to say that I didn't like compliment Asia's body. And it's almost said in a way where she's blaming Asia or I'm like Asia is difficult yeah. or just assuming things about her because of the way her body looks without talking, asking questions, or even just doing whatever the hell you want to do, which is, and it's true. Like not all, you know, we've said this, like not all plus size models are curvy. Um, There, there is this like hourglass shape thing that is also like a weird, you know, marker of a feminine body that really is not a thing for all human beings. And then (laughs) there are women who, again, like it's for a plus size model to make it, to make them, I feel like this whole idea of like celebrating the curves it's kind of leaning in towards making them more worthy of being on the runway in a way. It's like, this is how they are allowed to be in this whole fashion conversation, especially in project runway, because they have this distinguishing quality about their bodies. And it's kind of like, well, what, 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 what happens when you do have like a straight up and down model who is a size 12, 14, 16, 18, mm-hmm. like, is it, I mean, do you know how to build for that body? Because it's basically like a fit model, but just sized up. I don't know. It's to me like the whole thing of like, but I, we should be able to do this. I'm like, just, just do it. Just, just freaking do it. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only thing with with Tessa. Like, sure. I I agree with you, but you're, you're still way too. in. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. I've already said it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we, let's move on to Bishmi, who is still confused. Right. <laughs> still deciding. Oh, it's like, yeah, you know, I've got these, this, you know, bottom part, this skirt figured out, but I don't, I don't know about the top. You know, I'm just going to drape the back. Oh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he doesn't know oh, what he's doing goodness. with his two fabrics. Um, Yeah. I, I didn't really have anything to say about this other than that Christian liked the skirt in its current form. Uh, I wasn't a fan. I thought it was too many things going on. 
Yeah. It was very, it looked very, uh, very uh, amateur to me. <laughs> yeah. So um, moving on to Jamal and Christian greets him by saying, so we're in muslin again. Interesting. Christian hates that Jamal works in muslin. <laughs> so uh, the word restraint gets used a lot here. Mm. Um, and because Jamal is like, this is what I believe we're supposed to do. This is how elegance was explained to me. And I, and I'm, this is, I think is what actually happens is that, so Christian goes, wait, so are you restraining yourself because you think that's elegant? Why? And I was like, well, but that's because that's how the challenge was introduced to them. That was that elegance is a part of that restraint is a part of being elegant. And this is his form of being of, of restraining himself. And so but I, I, I kind of like that the word restraint got a, got thrown out the window, particularly with Jamal, because I think um, he was getting a little confused by the different definitions, but also this good student part of like, I'm being a good student. I am following the, following the assignment. This is what they said elegance is. And that's what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. when you're, when your answer to that is a suit that anyone can make or jacket that anyone can make. Yeah. And you just, you barely made it through last challenge with a jacket. Um, you know, um, I don't know. What, what did you think about, Christian and him suggesting that Jamal drape some fabric. Um, I thought it was good advice um, because I think that Jamal was once again, I mean, oh my God. I mean, Jamal said, oh, what did he say? I, I want to put them, I want to put this girl in bell-bottom pants oh yeah <laughs> right I, mean, I sort of thought oh jamal what are you thinking bell-bottom pants with a coat um, with a coat <laughs> so i was really glad the christian said you know what scrap that think new <laughs> i was really glad that christian directed jamal to sort of think about something else and luckily Jamal took that idea. Yeah. Oh my God. He was going to make bell bottom pants and plaid. Oh, Jamal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, clutch. Um, man. Yeah. That, that, oh, wow. Anyway. Um, yeah. So he starts to, starts to, to drape the fabric and he admits that he's, I, I mean, I don't think he admits it. I, I wrote in my notes that he's such a perfectionist. And so, um, but also this is where <laughs> Jamal and his uh, art school kid comes out. He goes, yeah, so I just start to drape and, you know, it's just like draping just takes me out of my, my normal practice, you know, and, you know, it's just like I just take the the muslin and I just kind of put it away and put it out of my sight because I'm going to let the fabric kind of like do what it wants and tell me what it needs. And then I'm going to respond to it with, with what I need. And then, you know, because my normal practice is this, but this isn't my new practice. But who knows? Maybe tomorrow I'll have a different practice because it's all organic right now. And I feel amazing. I'm scared, but I'm, it's mm-hmm. so amazing. 
<laughs> Jamal is doing his art. I love Jamal it. His art. I I did too. <laughs> I think this show needs more of those ruminations. Um and especially in a show where in, for, for some reason in this new version of Project Runway for some reason the pressure of the show is more visible to me than in, in other regular Project Runway hmm. seasons. So, for example, Nadine's behavior, Sonia's behavior. Mm-hmm. In in past episodes, I, I remember Sonia kind of jumping the gun for something before um, Carly even announced what the criteria was. Mm-hmm. And, and even just Nadine's willingness to just not play this game, mm-hmm. right? So, given all... <laughs> of these kind of disastrous responses to how the show's being made, in my opinion, <laughs> I kind of really welcome more of these ruminations about like, what am I doing and why? Oh my God, I'm going into this plane. This plane yeah. feels a little, a little new and it's a little sticky. And do I put my head in more? I mean, what do I dip my toe in more or not? What's the temperature? You know? So I, I would love to see more of that in the show in a way that's not, anxiety ridden in a way that it is with Hester because I think Hester lives in that space Um, (laughs) yeah and does very well living in that space well most of the time I think um, Hester does very well living in that space but for someone like Jamal there's an adaptation required there Hmm. Um, so I actually welcome more of those ruminations (laughs) yeah yeah I mean uh (laughs) <laughs> I I would like more of them too, so I can make fun of them because they're just so it's so art school, and I and I just love I love it. I think his internal <laughs> process just coming out is just I just I just want to hear more. Um, but also, and and you know he's he's the closest to school, and it's another thing that I really um, you know I noticed that. He's 23, and this is the age that Christian Siriano was when he won his um, oh. season of Project Runway. And I think during this whole episode, I was like, you know, everyone has been infantilizing him throughout the episode. Like, oh, our baby Jamal, our little Jamal. Oh, my, 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 my. You're so cute. Look at your cheeks. <laughs> but I'm just like, um, Christian Siriano won this when he was 23, or he might have even been 22. And he mm-hmm. also kind of went through those whole things, too, where people were like, oh, look at you. You're so small or so young. Look at look at the baby over there. Yeah. That's so cute. But I'm like, but, exactly. But these are I, I it's kind of like Jamal had a kind of like kind of a breakthrough. And it's it's um, it's it's really wonderful to, to see that happen for someone who's I mean, he's relatively young, but he's he's not inexperienced as as someone with a with an art practice, he has a practice and a process. Yeah, so. and I would rather hear more conversations, not just on the show, but just in general life, in all areas of my life. <laughs> I would like to hear more conversations about people's practices rather than their brands. Yeah, you know, and in this, show, it's all about it's about you know, even in in the last. Um, all stars where you know my favorite Dimoshka Kalashnikov was all about my brand I make I make my my dresses are my brand and yes I understand that we have clothing brands but I'm that irks me so much because once you have I find that a very narrow way of thinking you know before 
anyway, I'm not going to go on this. This <laughs> may not be the best platform for my tirade about this, but I would rather hear more conversations about a practice, a way of making, than brands, and get back to sort of thinking about what our values are, mm-hmm. as opposed to talking about my brand like we are Coca-Cola. Like, yeah. None of us are Coca-Cola. Brand, you know what I mean? So... Or at least at this level, none of us are that. So how are we connecting? We're not connecting through that autocratic relationship that brands have. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I could I so easily um, transition into talking about Garo and how he's cinching in Kate for this model fitting. <laughs> I won't. But, um, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, let's. Okay, so the model, we're, we're into model fittings. And mm-hmm. I thought this was a really interesting model fitting because we have we had to go through Garo he's working with Kate the model who's had really terrible experiences with other designers on the show um and we have Jamal who's you know actually has real clothes to drape for the first time ever and then um Hester Tessa and then Sonia who's in the weeds but um I mean but speaking of Garo like he's it's almost like the, well, it's not like almost like, but the the editors are pitting up Garo against Tessa because they have the two plus size models, and Garo is you know putting her um putting um his model into a corset, and then Tessa is trying to correct her silhouette and doing this weird tie thing that it's just like oh no, Asia's gonna have to pull her arms out of her sleeves and then tie this around her her waist to kind of cinch it in. It's just like, ugh, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but anything about this model fitting that stood out to you in particular? Um, I thought it was all very interesting because for the first time we see Sebastian's piece, we hadn't seen it all episode. Right. Um, so that was exciting. Seeing Jamal's new piece was kind of exciting um seeing garrow with his model was okay she looks better but you know it's still the garrow effect mm-hmm. um that was it really and that's, yeah. it, 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 i liked actually what garrow said about tessa when garrow said really at this point you're still cutting he- uh hems mm-hmm. The pants don't fit. We're top ten, and you know, in, in the second or third episode, he said something similar about Tessa's skill level. Um, yeah, because she was bossing other people around to do the things that she couldn't do. Right. And he clocked that. He was like, "Oh, I see. I see what you're doing." Right. <clears throat> yeah, but he's. It's so interesting because, in a way, it's annoying, but he's right. He's like, "Ugh." We're we're like the best of the best now. Like the chaff have been separated, and we're still doing that. We had two days. Look at me, yeah. and look at you, and it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, and I mean to be honest, I don't. I think they. It's it's very interesting for me to contrast how they each treated. Um, a, I mean, it's so funny. I don't even see them as plus size models, but just curvier bodies than mm-hmm. traditional models. Right. But because they both adapted their style or they both kind of do what they always do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they really did. I mean, because, yeah, and we'll talk about this more when we actually get on the runway. Okay, okay. okay. But um, 
but yeah, no, I, I, it's, that's exactly what they did. And it's just that Garo is more, um, I would say more experienced. He's just simply more experienced working with more people. And that's just, that's also a huge part of it as well. Um, I also want to point out this loving moment between Hester and Jamal because Hester it, it just adores Jamal and in her weird twitchy kind of way she's like listen Jamal like you're just a little tiny bird and you're so so amazing like you gotta fly because seriously two weeks ago I was your age and I had no idea who I was but look at me now I've won two challenges in a row I'm making PCs and I've got my life together you can be like me because I think there's something happening with you right now because Jamal you're the best you're just a little tiny creature I love you so much you're so wise and amazing yeah. it's, no. it's just and weird. I love you and I love you baby grandpa <laughs> I just love that movie because it's so true because Jamal's like yeah I'm here slowly moving through the world in 23 but I have the affect of someone much older because I have like great 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 grandmothers and stuff and you know that 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 yeah anyway (laughs) I just thought it was a wonderful moment um Yeah. yeah so like so Christian leaves with the models and um that's the basically the end of, of day two did yeah. did you have anything else to say about day two no all right um all right day of the runaway it's time to wake up jamal is feeling like a new bitch <laughs> he's just like i mean i didn't pattern anything it just came out of me it's just you know it's just so great but okay so basically we open up and it's the morning time everyone's having their coffee and their breakfast in the penthouse and jamal's like oh my god i feel amazing this thing is happening what's going on and then the camera he's like talking to to, to someone then the camera pans to the left and it's hester without glasses who looks entirely different i, I was know. like who is this person on the show <laughs> it's just like what I was like, they can have guests on the show? Oh, wait, that's Hester. I sort of thought, who's that? Who's visiting Jamal? I know. Her glasses are off. The choker is on. The blue hair is out. It's just like, whoa, Hester is ready. She's got immunity. Mm-hmm. She's doing whatever she wants. Um. Anyway, so... And, no, go ahead. Jamal's just beautiful smile in one of these scenes. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen you smile before. It's wonderful. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. He doesn't usually smile. He's always, he's always furrowing his brow in thought, you know. Oh, yeah. Aw. He's flying. Anyway. Um I anyway, I'll I'll talk later. I just I just love it when people have breakthroughs. I love it. All right. They're wonderful. So, um let's get to the actual workroom because we're we're running up to the final um, to the runway of the, of the day. Um, we have some stuff yeah. that goes on, but yeah. What did you want to point out? You know what? I just wanted to say that I remembered now that I really liked something else that Jamal said. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at this point, which I think you said something like being around creative people who are an apologetic, apologetic, who are unapologetically who they are, mm-hmm. makes me shine or something makes me feel good. And I thought that was a, a very good description of when art, when art school feels right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so he's someone who's attentive to that energy. Yeah, I was thinking of art camp. I was like, oh, man, because I did this residency in Vermont that was like art camp. And I was like, oh, this is so wonderful. And that's 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 how it feels like, oh, you guys are just who you are. This is amazing. Um, Yeah. All right. So um, we're in the workroom. Christian sashays in as the city cam follows him down the center aisle. Wearing. (laughs) Wearing a peach blazer and cyan cigarette pants. I love this. Me too. The color coordination was amazing. And did you see, I think his shirt had feathers on it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how funny. Oh, I think like it had feathers and some birds or something. It was just phenomenal. It's like, seriously, the color coordination is so great. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, really great. Um, yeah, but he kind of just like intros in the models. Um, and I just have to say that there's a moment with Garo and his model Kate um, where oh. he was walking with her or, wa- or, or trying to like to kind of train her to do the walk that he wants. And again, so different from Kate's pre runway moment with Nadine and mm. it was just this this moment here I was like girl's okay I guess because <laughs> they they do this really fun little walk and then she's laughing he's laughing and they do like a little high five at the end it's like that that's great yeah yeah um but anything that about this time that stood out to you no um I will say that Leela Oh my God, she's on my bracket. Um, she's draping an organic one-sided sleeve at the last minute. And uh, she goes, I mean, you know, when you drape an organza sleeve, I mean, seriously, that's so risky. Because if you do that, you're either on the top or the bottom. Like an organza sleeve is not safe at all. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't... What did I do? Because <laughs> to me, it was just—it was just so such a vapid thing to say. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just a little worried about my bracket because she's on it. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, Hester is gluing Pacey's right onto her model's skin. Oh my goodness! Yes, using fabric glue. Yeah, uh, Sebastian raises an eyebrow. What's that? Yeah. I mean, because the way his face looked, it was almost kind of like, oh, that's not good. Like, this isn't, this isn't good. And I, I don't know what it's like to have fabric glue to your body with fabric glue, but I'm worried about, of course, taking that stuff off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Vinny loses his zipper, thankfully, so he can't do anything extra to that dress. Um, but he's zipping up his model and then the the catch comes out. Um, 
So I believe that to be the whole top part. So not even just a little handle, but the stopper, everything comes out. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, oh, she's in that dress. She's in it. So can't do anything else. Um, They have their little flash sale photo shoot time. And uh, that's it before the runway. Are you ready? I am. All right. So listeners, this is where I prompt y'all to click on the link in the description page where you can find the cheat sheets with all the final looks in runway order. All right, let's get to it. So what I love about this, <laughs> this Bravo version is that they rarely have guest judges because I'm always the worst at, at remembering to write down the guest judges names until the, the very end. But yeah, the judges this week are the same. It's Carly, Elaine, Nina, and Brandon. And so, yeah, yeah so like the, the the main crew of people. So let's get started. Let's look at the first look. And um, yeah, so the first look that comes out is Bishmi. And uh, holy hell. So he has... A high-low skirt, but also kind of pleated, and it also kind of looks like like pants in the back. And asymmetrical. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And asymmetrical. asymmetrical. Um, it's just really, really interesting, because I think I remember him saying um, on the second day that he just couldn't stop himself. He was still trying to figure out not only what fabric, to, or not, what, not only what print to use, but also what to do with the skirt Mm, and so this he's just just kept working at it but yeah but anything anything else to add no no is he on your bracket yes he is he is on your bracket is on my bracket my bracket is down rakan but uh, still with jamal and bishmi okay how are you feeling about bishmi you know, I feel okay about Bishmi. Okay. I think I think Bishmi has actually a lot of potential, but Bishmi thinks in separates. Yeah, he does. And Good that's point. fine and great, but I think he has to. I think Bishmi has to break out of separates thinking and and daywire separates thinking. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so next we have Garo. Yes. So was that the best, the best runway that this model has ever had? (laughs) Well, she walked it that way. And it's so funny. Like she, you know, it it was such a simple dress. It it really didn't feel like a Garo thing, even with the corset. Um, I actually thought the corset underneath was a little bulky. It just didn't really sit as well against her body as it could it almost was like you know the fabric on top was a little too thin and too lightweight for what he built underneath that structure I just didn't like how it was showing yeah and I think I mean actually I forgot this during the fitting of this model right before this the camera kind of lingers over the breasts of this model for a little too long so it's like um it's clear that Garrow's design was focused on two things, the corset 
and showing off her breasts. Yeah, yeah. And and then of course, oh, that that must mean it's elegant, right? And I think what's not working. I mean, there's a lot that's not working in this dress, but given the parameters that Garrow has set forth for this dress, this hem is way too short. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it needs to be much longer, but it's just at the wrong height. Um, and I I wonder why. This is my problem with Garrow. Garrow dresses according to a very specific fantasy. So it's very difficult to get excited about that. You know, <laughs> when you kind of just see this kind of closed circuit idea over and over. Yeah. Um, and this is another example of that for me. Although I think the model was probably the best treated that she's been on the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> because I think Garrow knew and ha- was very awake for the Nadine moment, mm-hmm. uh, saw it happen, you know. And I think Garo also dresses people who are not thin. So I think he has that going for him. So I, I think he worked with this model very well. But as far as the dress, eh. Yeah. It's very like, mm, okay, ho-hum. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's very infantilized. I don't like how infantilizing it is. That's interesting because, you know, um, I'm kind of going to like merge into Vinny's outfit because in terms of a length, I thought that Vinny's dress was a really wonderful length. Um, Even with like the slits on the side, I thought that was really interesting, but it's kind of like you can see on the cheat sheet, even between Bishmi and Vinny, like even Bishmi had a better length than Garo did. And it does oh. like, it just kind of looks like a little girl's dress in a way. But oh, Garo? yeah, girl's dress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not even, it's like a doll's dress. Oh, which to me doll's is more dress. disturbing. Oh yeah, it man. Looks like a little dress. Oh. I'm, I don't, I do not want to be so hard on him. I really don't. I'm really just reacting to the garment. Sure. To the garment. Yeah. Yeah, but I I totally agree with you. Yeah, because in a way I was disappointed because I'm like, she could have looked better. Um, And also just something, just something. And and that's another thing that I think about a lot of these outfits in terms of restraint. um, I think Garo in particular, Vinny as well, and perhaps Sonia were a little too influenced by Brandon um, in the sense that it's like, there's just a lot of not a lot there going on yeah um the structure of the dress is really you know fine but it's also kind of like i don't really i don't know i just it was just like okay that doesn't mean like you don't have to do anything um and i think Vinny got away with a little bit of being simple because the color he chose was so bold and the design i mean those straps in the back were outlandish unnecessary but that was Vinny. <laughs> it's like this is me yeah. this dress yeah but yeah it was a good color it was a good cut it was a good length it had a good um it was very well designed for the model's body oh you know it fit her well. yeah yeah no it was just it was just like a you know is that a, yeah no it's just a very nice simple well-made dress and yeah 
Um, all right. Next we have Leela who was going to make essentially like a, an, an inside out corsetry type thing. So designing her dress so that um, the outer structure, the outer part of the dress looked like what the interior structure might look like. And when you're structuring a dress this way with exaggerated oh. hips um, and her organza draped one shoulder sleeve. Um, I was underwhelmed by this and very, just, just very underwhelmed. Um, I thought the lines were a little wonky. Uh, they were puckery. I thought the hips wasn't, I mean, it wasn't something that was interesting enough. Like we've seen exaggerated hips quite a bit, especially on the show. They love that. Yeah, and so I just was not into this at all. She's on my bracket. I was I'm scared, not into it at all yeah. either. Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, um, next is Sonia. Yes, and I think it's never a good thing to have your model drag the remnants of what could have been on the runway with you. Like a crying blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, ha yeah, because you have it draped over your shoulders as you uh, mournfully look over the left and just kind of fake cry towards the judges. And then you somberly walk off. This model had to do a lot. Yeah. She had to do a lot. Yeah. You already have to carry it, it, one of those purses. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the dress, Sonia has made far less structurally coherent things on this show. Mm -hmm. So I was actually glad to see her. Okay, this, it's very poorly styled. Yes. But at least the construction is passable. Right. Oh, it was, I thought it was more than passable. I thought it was really, yeah. a really well made dress. It's, it draped so nicely. Even the back looked really great. And then the skirt, like the lower, um, like the front, the front of the dress, the way she draped that with that slit, I thought it was, I thought it was gorgeous. <laughs> it wasn't bad. No. You know? But also it just was, it was just that, you know, I, I, I kind of thought it was, you know, a very elegant um, restrained and also I don't think it needed a kimono I think she should have just left that piece of fabric and just let it be instead of mm. being like hey I, I want to show my work or show what yeah. my potential work I just it's just is like you know you you had your chance to make your kimono you didn't do it leave the fabric right the decision was made go with it <laughs> yeah because it just kind of looks bad that the model has to carry two things i just don't think that's fair so. yeah yeah plus drag around those big earrings also i know everyone had big earrings not everyone but a lot of them had big earrings like Vinny. oh yeah Vinny's, yeah yeah or maybe just yeah. two people but they were noticeable um, right. and I balls had some kind of earring action maybe not oh i don't know it wasn't that big. Yeah, no. All right. So next we have Renee. 
Oh my god, I love this look. Okay. Love I'm it. so glad. I was crazy about this because it, it turned the corner. I was just like, oh shit, this is so cool. Those pants were amazing with the little points, the little like darts. I, yes. I don't know if darts is the right term. The point, I thought I wanted those pants. Those were great pants. I mean, talk about exaggerating the silhouette. I mean, and this is, this is part of Renee's thing. Like she loves this. Um, she makes dresses that have the same shape. She's been making the same shape every week, but I loved it in a pant version. And, you know, with whatever the shirt in the front is doing and, you know, coming down with the V and the, um, the styling of the scarf, I thought this model's hair looked great with this look. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So, so cool. I love this look. Yeah, same. Um, I don't know if Brandon liked this look, which is because there's a funny moment that happens on the runway when Brandon goes, really? And he just stares at Nina. (laughs) I I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what it means either. And then Nina's just like, stop watching me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know if he was just like, if there was like an inside joke or it was like, Nina, didn't we just talk about this? Nina, mm-hmm. Nina, don't you remember? I, Nina. And she's like, leave me alone. I'm trying to judge this right away. <laughs> well, also Renee was the only person in this group who addressed elegance from a place that didn't take in all the cliches of formal wear. Yes. Um, and I love how she does this. Like she, she does it in a, and she's been making quote unquote modest like clothes mm-hmm. um, and doing it very well and how she's layering everything. But I, I, t- yeah, I, t- I think maybe that's also why I loved it so much because it was, it was not a gown. <laughs> it was yeah. a cocktail dress. It wasn't a dress. Right. It was right. Awesome. It was so great. Um, Yeah. Um, okay, so next we have my other bracket mate, Hester, with the um, with the pasties. Yes, with pasties as the ultimate emblem of elegance. Oh yeah, yeah, tits <laughs> out. <laughs> let's get let's get this. Um, so we have like My Little Mermaid. Um, oh. she dressed up her model as Ariel. As, as Ariel, I should say, with the red hair and everything. And to me, it just, it looks like such, such a mermaid. She looked like a fish. Um, It was strange. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. What did you, what did you think about the Pacey's? What did you think about the bow on the back? What did you think about the uh, mesh colored I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand any of it. Um, I was glad that Hester had immunity. Holy crapness. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to see Hester go. But I really was very not understanding any of this, any of these activities going on in this look. <laughs> yeah, it was very clear that Nina did not like it. She just she's like, huh, I'm going to just, I'm I will flabbergast. I, I'm I'm flabbergasted, and that's how I'm shaking my head. Like she just looked like, how dare you? 
Yeah, and actually, this is another reason why I really liked um, um, Brandon Maxwell mm-hmm. on the show, on this episode, because at one point, um, Max Brandon said, oh, this book really disrespects the things you've done up to now. And I yes. thought, oh, that's what it is. I yeah. thought that comment really nailed it. Yeah, I... I totally agreed with that because it was kind of like, sure, you have immunity and you can theoretically do whatever you want. Yeah. But do you really want to, you know, just kind of, I don't know. It's it's like, cause every, everything else has like this point of view that comes from a place. And, I, but to me, I, I think this really is in line with what she has done. Um, I kind of want her to get this out of her system because I feel like the way she is, she kind of has to do it. But I, I, I totally agree that it disrespected her other work. That was a great comment too. I know. I really liked it. Next we have Tessa. Oh yes. I totally underwhelmed. Um, I, I think this is a stunning model and Tessa didn't give this model much to work with. It's just like here, parade my blob around shapelessly mm-hmm. you know um but hey yeah i mean she basically sort of made a version of the jumpsuit I mean, her jumpsuit was sort of the version of the of the overall that she's already made and um i wouldn't be surprised if she's still wearing she's still making stuff out of this like crushed or hammered wool thing that she only works with and I again didn't she was like I don't think Asia has had a reveal and I love how she thinks that that's a good thing that I mean a, a bad thing that she hasn't had a reveal yet so she's like I'm gonna give her her first reveal but what ends up happening is that Asia's carrying this purse and then she has to take off this freaking jacket Right, and then right. put the purse down, reveal whatever is underneath, like turn around. And then she has to bend down again and pick the purse back up. The strap comes off her so- her shoulder. And it's just like, oh, God, it's just. That's too, much work. That's too much work for anybody with a suitcase of money. I, exactly. <laughs> if you had a suitcase filled with money, would you would you put that on the floor ever? Also, you wouldn't you wouldn't have an acrylic see through purse in the first no, place no. but you know if you had it like that uh, you know you can't waste your time you wouldn't waste your time taking off your own goddamn jacket you'd have someone maybe peel that off for you <laughs> i don't know or you just wear a different jacket yeah <laughs> plan to have that on all day that um, doesn't require you know man so much so much work um and next that- oh go ahead Oh, no, I was just going to say, and then we have Sebastian. Yes. What did you think about that look? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Sebastian, I think, is on Nalen's bracket, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So Sebastian was a first-round pick for Nalen. And I I have to say that it reminded me of the print challenge, the all-over print challenge. Um, Same silhouette, same kind of, like, cool pantsuit look. But man, is it a look. And I don't remind I don't mind this reveal either because Mimi just had to take off that sash and that's it. Just to kind of reveal a different silhouette. And like you can wear it like this, you can wear it like that. But the yeah. he he quilted the shit out of that jacket. I know. It is I know. beautiful. It's, it is the collar is quilted. 
the back of the shoulder, like right above the um, the, the the bottom of the shoulder, um, it kind of curves um, underneath the collar is quilted. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is such a good outfit. I don't know why it wasn't in the top. I was very surprised that this was safe. Yeah. And I think that if Jamal had not had his um, a moment this week, I think Sebastian would have taken the crown. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was really good. And that's another thing. Like, I think they had quite a few really good looks this week. And that was one yeah. of the ones where I'm like, holy, holy crap. Like, that, uh, that looks amazing. And then again, so different with that sash off. And yeah. just kind of blew Tessa's reveal out of the water, I have to say. Totally. Last but not least is Jamal. Yes, Jamal. So you know, he's on I, your I, bracket. I had... So, so should I lead the Jamal yeah. talk today? <laughs> I um was glad that Jam- Jamal had a breakthrough this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not super excited about this look. It's okay. It's yeah. not bad. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, it has also been something that we've seen in editorials a lot specifically from like this kind of triangulation of like Bronx white guy designers, Tommy Hilfiger, Mm -hmm. Calvin Klein, Ralph Lauren. Actually, I'm not sure if Tommy Hilfiger is from the Bronx, but I know for a fact that Calvin Klein and Ralph Lauren are, Mm -hmm. and they all do this thing with plaids. Like, so I, (laughs) and they've, doing this for a lo- like they have done reiterations of this kind of thing so i'm sort of like okay i'm glad you had a breakthrough but this is very underwhelming to me yeah i mean this is the thing like i thought that it was um and i'm going through my notes again because i swear that for the oliver print challenge he made a very similar look with a plaid but a, a huge plaid um, and that was what he used as his print. Hmm. And so, you know, I'm because I mostly think of it as a triumph because he's working differently and he did something that wasn't quilted and blah, blah, blah. I want him to get out of this plaid and I want him to get out of this. Like when you do something different, it's strapless. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. And and then but like, I don't know, like I. I have. OK, this is. I'm going to spoil it. So guys, this is the winning look. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it's around the time when yeah. I'm to spoil it. <laughs> this happens to be the winning look. And I, I just kind of love that. Okay. I was worried when it won because usually when these things win, um, the interpretation is so watered down and it's so far off. But so far, like 19th Amendment has been really has been doing a really good job. And I had to post this one on Instagram because when I went to to the website to see how they reproduced it, it is draped. It's really asymmetrical. Part of it's, you know, a little bit too long because there's this like craftiness to this piece that I really enjoy. Um, It's not something that I would wear at all. It's not something that I would buy. But I like how when you get close up, you can see how he's worked the lines. He's it's, it's plaid, but it, 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 part of his like little perfectionism still comes in the way he's built 
the the bodice and the way he's joined up the lines and it's still very it's to me it's very pleasing to the eye and so I think there's something going on with like how organic it is but it's just like I want to hold back on being so happy about this because I kind of I just want to see what he does next week um me too yeah me too yeah I'm hoping that he can kind of maintain this momentum and this like organic way of working because I feel like I'm more I don't think I'm copping out by saying I don't like it because I it's not like I, I don't I I like it but I don't love it um because Renee was my favorite <laughs> with buy Renee's outfit yeah um, yeah so this was just sort of like yeah no there are other things about this dress that are, are way more important than whether or not I like it or not yeah um, and I think it's interesting to compare Renee's look in this one because they're both about um, elegance being undone and, and, and reformed in ways that Garrow didn't think about, Sonia didn't think about, a lot of other people yes, think. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. For this episode. And even mm-hmm. Veni didn't think about it. Bishmi didn't think about it. Layla tried <laughs> to think about it. Um, Hester, irrelevant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying because they're no, all No, 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 no. I don't, I don't mind. But so I think it's interesting to compare Renee's and Jamal's because they're both about elegance being something that you feel when you move and Mm -hmm. rather than fitting into a form of what it should look like. But still, I think I think Jamal had Jamal more time. I think he would I think Jamal would have made something just ravishing Mm -hmm. around this idea that that begun here. And I'm, I'm glad that he was safe. I'm, I'm glad that he was a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, it's not a reworking of the pattern enough, or at least through the pictures and through the runway footage as a viewer, it's sort of, it's interesting, but only, only to a point mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I have, I have a, I've already said a lot about Jamal. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I will say that, what I there was a moment with the judges when you know they're just like oh my god this is you Jamal you have arrived oh my god and he was just like oh yeah hello I'm here I'm Jamal and then he's like well actually you know it's like you know my great great grandmother taught me a lot like she was like like no but this is you and it's like, stop talking wiped away Peter because somebody said grandmother I know. <laughs> Because Brian's like, oh yeah, he just I just love a story about a mama, and he's just like, yeah, my my great great grandmother. He's like, stop talking about your great great grandmothers and own it. This is you. He's like, okay, I'm 23. They're like, you're so little. Um, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so we've already spoiled it. Jamal is the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, on your bracket, congratulations. <laughs> My first bracket. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> a bracket win, a bracket and, win and a, after a bracket loss. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, did anything stand out during judging? Anything that you want to like point out? Anything that comes to mind? I'm actually surprised how little time they spent on Sebastian's look. Oh, that's because Sebastian was safe. Yeah, oh, Sebastian was right. safe. Oh, I should. Yeah, because the people who were safe, sorry, really quick. So it's Sebastian, Tessa, 
Garo, and Renee. Those were our safe designers this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so then our designers who were the top scorers were Venny um, with his magenta red dress, um, Leela with her outer corsetry, and of course Jamal, um, who is our winner. And then our low scoring designers were Bishmi um, with a, just a disaster of a thing. Yeah, Sonia with a very simple silhouette. And then Hester. Oh shit. So so yep. this is the thing. This is the this is this runway is blind. So um at first I was like, is it fair that they called Hester out to be um on the bottom three? Because then it really is a bottom two. It really is between Bishmi and Sonia, because Hester can't go home. Um right. But it's blind and she did have one of the worst looks score wise. Yeah. I think she had the worst look score wise. I I think so too. Yeah. For me, it's between Hester and Garo as far as low. low yeah. Scores. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's so interesting because Bishmi's look, um, they had her turned around, and the there's this really interesting drape happening on the back of his yeah. blouse. It almost looked like the back scaffolding from the human oh. the the a human episode. <laughs> Oh my god! Like she had scales, yeah. Team back scaffolding. I was like, oh man, what what would that have been like if you actually put that in the front or made again, like made a whole dress? Because he made a turtleneck with that, and it's just like it was just really, really interesting. But he just did way too much. Did the opposite of what they asked him to do with the rest of the outfit. He did not restrain himself one bit. Right. Um, and then poor Sonia was just boring. Again, I know. Yeah, this is boring. Yeah, but again, not the worst outfit on the runway this week, but... Not at all. Yeah, but it was Sonia's time. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's also kind of... Uh, <laughs> I think they also noticed, it was like, well, you know, Sonia has been pretty mediocre Oh my, most oh, my of the goodness. time. Um, Elaine said that consistently mediocre. Yes. And I feel like in every other episode, Sonia has had a problem with hemlines. Oh, God. Tailoring everything. Like, Uh, this is just not, you know, fabric choice. Just not the one. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, And I think Sonia's been at the bottom once before, right? Yes. The outdoor challenge, Sonia was on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. She almost went home. Her model tripped on that mylar. Yeah, right. Yeah, we remember. Well, we'll never forget that, Sonia. That was a that's going to be on the blooper reel. Um, <laughs> only because the model didn't crash forward and break her face. You know, otherwise it would have been scary. But yeah. Um. So what I also love about this moment or the judging portion is because like Hester, they ask her about her dress and she's like, well, you know, I in the back of my head. I've really been wanting to make this like, you know, talk about PCs as being like the epitome of elegance and doing this tits out dress. And then everyone is just like, what? But then Carly is just like, yes. Oh my God. I so agree. Yes. Let's do this. Like tits out. Oh my God. You're just like, I love it. You're just like, I don't give a fuck. Can you say that on TV? I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Oh my God. This is amazing. I said the word fuck. (laughs) Like, on TV. 
As I flipped my hair. <laughs> yeah, because in that moment, I was like, I don't think Carly is strong enough of an um, of an influence on this panel that if Hester didn't have immunity, it. Mm. I mean, Car- you know, she would have gone home because only Carly really loved any of that. So. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, anything else to say before we? Um, oh, actually, oh no. What is it? Who goes home? Oh. Oh no, we already said it. Oh my gosh, I'm so whoa. I really we? we we did. So okay. you, we can officially say it. So Patricia, okay. who goes home? Sonia leaves us this week. Yeah, yeah, we've been hinting at it and kind of spoiling it. That's why I got a little mixed up. Sorry about that. Um, I spoiled everything this, this episode. It was just very, like, very much a mishmash. But yeah, Sonia goes home. So we have the baby winning and then we have, you know, Sonia, the veteran of the fashion, of like, the, the, I wish they'd say the bespoke couturier goes home. So. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, any final thoughts? No, but I really want to see what Jamal does next week. I also want to see, well, the title of the next episode is something about Rio. So I wonder if they go to Brazil. I don't know. I know. Um, But we'll see. Yeah. Well, actually, they don't get to go to Brazil. Some other celebrity is going to Brazil and they have to make clothes for them. Um, Yeah. It's, I don't know her name. She's an actress, but I know her from Homeland. Um, and she's also in the latest, or she's in the Deadpool movies. She's okay. a huge celebrity, and uh, she's 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 going to Rio. They they've got to keep working. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the okay. thing. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. So so we've come to the end of the episode. So that means, Patricia, do you have mm-hmm. anything to share? And can you remind our listeners where they can find you? Oh, well, um, nothing to share this week, except that you should really be following and rating this podcast. Yay! (laughs) And um, as far as where I can be found, um, online I can be found um, on Twitter and on Instagram with the same handle, which is Sense and Sight. That's um, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D. S I G H T, like common sense eyesight, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, I know. <laughs> no, it's because both of them can be spelled so many different ways. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's, an, that's a really easy way to remember how to remember. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yes. And then, you, of course, you can find me. At Arenez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, on all social mediums, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, sometimes. And, of course, you can find me on my, on my website, ErenezDavis.com. And I'm just going to plug that I'll be in um, an exhibition at Spaceworks in Gowanus. And Yay. it's called Mark of the Question. And um, it's a lot of in-process work between myself and my fellow resident, Malik Azez. And um, I'll put a, a, a link for that in um, in the show notes as well. 
And again, yeah, it would be great to see anyone there who's around and free on Sunday, May 5th from 2 to 5 p.m. for the opening reception. And of course, you can follow the workroom on Instagram and follow us on our Facebook page where we drop our episodes and the cheat sheet. And um, those links are also there. And of course, you can subscribe. And again, if you're not into leaving a review or, or doing any of that, Feel free to spread the word. I know that more and more people are watching Project Runway now because it's on Bravo and Bravo is great with marketing and the show is amazing. So spread the love. Let other people know um, if they're up for some deep dives into this amazing franchise. So, yeah. Um, But yeah. And I have to say thank you again, Patricia, for joining me and hashing out this amazingness. Well, thank you for welcoming me back and and thank you for for hosting. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) And thank you to you listeners. You guys are amazing. And again, thank you so much for checking in on me. Um, Yeah. So again, like the the upcoming show is is definitely a part of the reason as to why there was that gap. Um, But we will be back next week. Um, back on schedule and in the meantime share your thoughts and love to hear your feedback on what's going on with the show and in anything you disagree with and your own um, gripes and things that you're proud of and amazed by all right so enough of that and until next week we'll say goodbye bye, bye.